listening to a Sharesies podcast. It's Tuesday, the 31st of August. You are listening to Recap. I'm Jose. And I'm John. Now, we both work at Sharesies. Sharesies, if you didn't know, is a wealth development platform where our purpose is to create the most financially empowered generation. And before we get started, please listen to this important message. Investing involves risk. You aren't guaranteed to make money and you might lose the money you started with. Any information we provide is general only and current at the time. If you're looking for help with your investment choices, we recommend talking to a licensed financial advice provider. Very good advice there. And uh, I just want to welcome to the show, John. John, thanks for coming in, mate. Thanks, Jose. Um, thanks for having me. I'm glad to get the recap call up. I'm also <laughs> glad you got me on a good day because I'm up in Auckland for lockdown at the moment. And I feel if you'd got me... On Wednesday, I'd been quite moody because I'd have KFC envy of everyone else in the country. But I feel like you got me on a good day here. Oh, that's good. I'm so glad I got you on a good day. And I, I, <laughs> hear, I hear you about the KFC envy. I'm also in Auckland, by the way. We're we're probably separated by only a couple of kilometres, actually. But it feels so far away. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, so, John, you're in the investments team at Shazies. What is it that you do exactly? Yeah, sure. So the investment team at Sharesies looks at building on access and confidence for Sharesies investors. We look at adding new investment options onto Sharesies, building relationships with third parties, and helping with education pieces. Let's let's start just across the ditch um, with the uh, ASX. Have you ever had cause to shop at Harvey Norman, John? Oh, yes, Jose, have I? So, bit of a throwback for you, but I got my first ever iPod from Harvey Norman back in the day. Sure. I had one of those iPod shuffles with no screen, <laughs> and I exclusively listened to Now That's What I Call Music Albums, specifically Volume 14. Uh, that is very specific. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was, there were some bangers in there. <laughs> I bet there were. <laughs> but... Apart from my now that's what I call music albums, why else is Harvey Norman in the news? Uh, well, for two reasons. So firstly, the furniture and homewares chain uh, posted its full year result today and they recorded a record profit. So here's some of the numbers. Total revenue was up 15.3% to $9.49 billion Australian dollars. Profit after tax was up 75% to $841 million Australian dollars. Wow, sounds like quite the bounce back there. Did the company say what drove it? Uh, not, not directly. The Harvey Norman founder and chair, uh, Jerry Harvey, and I was uh, excited to find out there actually was a Harvey, pointed to the company's ability to adapt and transition in the face of COVID-19 uncertainties. Now, commentary around this, specifically I was looking at a report in the Sydney Morning Herald, suggested that the chain basically, well, it stocked everything people needed during the rolling lockdowns in Australia, so office goods, um, household and consumer electronics, iPods, John. So that, so that was driving a, a lot of purchasing during the pandemic. Basically, people were buying the stuff in their droves, and that was reflected in the results for um, Harvey Norman. Okay, so what was the second reason Harvey Norman has been in the news? Well, like here in New Zealand, the Australian government has uh, business subsidies to help keep people in work during the pand pandemic. Uh, over there, it's called the JobKeeper Scheme. Now, the company had come under pressure to repay the $6 million 
it had received as part of the scheme. Now, the argument from advocates uh, of businesses paying back the subsidies was much like it was here in New Zealand. Uh, you know, something along the lines of, it looks like you're doing pretty well, uh, better than you thought, why not pay it back? Okay, sounds like that's been going on for a while. What's been Harvey Norman's position? Uh, the position straight out is not going to do it. I mean, six months ago, Jerry Harvey was directly quoted by The Age saying, quote, we are not going to pay, repay it, end quote. Just hearing that quote there, it kind of got flashbacks to Winston Peters with that famous no sign that he held up back in the day. <laughs> like, I, I just got that vision there. But I have a sneaky suspicion <laughs> that something might have changed since then. Uh, your suspicions are correct. As part of the release financials, uh, Harmy Norvin confirmed it had paid back the total $6 million of subsidies uh, back to the tax office. Okay, John, what's up next? Are we heading, well, we're heading stateside, aren't we? Yep, we've got news from the US for our wrestling fans. World Wrestling Entertainment, or the WWE, is looking at growing its streaming services overseas, while it is also facing new competition from a wrestling brand. Oh, a new wrestling brand. So what, and now I know this, I just want to make that clear. I know what this is, but I thought it's important to get this uh, cleared up for people who don't know. What is the WWE? Sure. So the WWE is an entertainment brand, which is primarily known for its professional wrestling shows and is listed on the New York Stock Exchange. So the WWE has just concluded its SummerSlam show and... I feel, I feel like when I say SummerSlam, I need to say it in a promo voice. So how's this one sound, Jose? <laughs> SummerSlam. Is that any good? That was good. You didn't have enough oh, You're going to be SummerSlam. Ooh, it's a I summer like slam. It's a SummerSlam. <laughs> it's got a kind of NFL feel to it, but you did pretty well. Practice it and you'll be fine. All right, I'll, I'll get there. So SummerSlam <laughs> had over 52,000 people attend in Las Vegas. And the WWE thinks that it's perfect timing to extend its overseas streaming services to further increase revenue. So I'm gathering that you're a wrestling fan, Jose? I mean, I grew up on like, you know, the, the Ultimate Warrior and Hulk Hogan and Jimmy Snooker, Superfly. Like, you know, I, I loved it. Oh, you know, it was part legends. of my childhood. Wrestling cards, I banned wrestling cards at my school. I was gutted. Oh, what wrestling cards did you have? Um, I think uh, I, I just had like the, um, this is going into way too much detail, but I, yes. I, I just had like lame ones like the, the managers, like the Slickster and stuff. I could <laughs> never get the good ones. But how is the, um, the WWE planning on increasing revenue? Yep, so the WWE currently has streaming deals set up in the US, which account for the majority of its revenue. So for the first half of 2021, the WWE made over 529 million US dollars in revenue, with almost 90% of that revenue coming from media deals. Oh, wow. And these deals are with big TV companies in the US, like Fox and NBC. And so the WWE wants to get more of these partnerships in overseas markets to get its content out to other consumers. And what has the WWE done so far? So the WWE's made headway into the European market, signing streaming deals in Ireland, the United Kingdom, Germany, and Switzerland. While in the US, the WWE has landed a super slam of a deal with Fox, which will see it paid over 200 million US dollars annually to, to secure its SmackDown show, 
which is worth over one billion US dollars over deal. the deal. Yeah, that's amazing. Um, so, John, you mentioned the WWE might be facing some new competition. Who on earth is trying to deliver an elbow drop to the WWE? Yes, so there's a new kid on the block. It's called All Elite Wrestling, AEW, which was founded by the family of Shahid Khan, who is also the owner of the Jacksonville Jaguars American football team. So throwing it back to our American football <laughs> reference earlier. Uh, it all so, comes full circle. I love it. So planned yeah, out. Exactly. <laughs> and so the AEW are looking at making a splash into the professional wrestling industry and assigning some ex-WWE wrestlers to dust off a few of the old moves. And so for the WWE, they haven't seen a genuine threat on its turf since the mid-90s with the World Championship Wrestling. I'm not being rude, Jose, but were you around to remember the WCW? I, I, I was around. I remember those days. They were, they were some pretty, pretty intense days. But I've been saving the most uh, pressing question for last. Who is your favorite wrestler, John? Oh, easy decision. The Undertaker. Oh, the occult. Oh, he's just so scary. <laughs> he's, a that, big he's got that aura. He is. He's, he's a very special man. Thank you, John. I appreciate it. I can't believe I just said The Undertaker is a very special man. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Don't tell him, all right? <laughs> I can't, Do you reckon he listens? Yeah. Yeah. He's, he's, he's a subscriber. Absolutely. I think he's recently retired, so he's got some time on his hands. Yeah, man. S- slap on some podcasts. Get involved in some personal finance podcasts. Exactly. So where are we going for our last story, Jose? Uh, Right. Well, we're sticking with the US, specifically with Apple and Google, but we'll take a detour to South Korea as well. Uh, I knew there was a reason I brought up my iPod earlier. What's the news? Right. So the top line is that it looks like South Korea is about to pass a law that would stop companies like Apple and Google from forcing app developers to use their payment systems. Okay, I feel like some background is needed here. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So um, this has been brewing for quite a while, but it kicked off last year um, with Gusto with a company called Epic Games. You might have heard of them. They make the uh, incredibly popular online multiplayer game Fortnite. You might have seen um, teenagers and dads and um, gamer women playing that. Apple says that if you want to be, now this is why it's important. So Apple says why if you want to be in the Apple Store, your app has to use our payment system. That's the rules. So what that means is when you sell something in the Apple Store, Apple can clip the ticket and get a commission up to the tune of 30% of any money you make. Right. So I assume some developers weren't too happy about that. I mean, it's definitely something developers have uh, talked about and complained about for a while, but Epic Games created a workaround. And what they did is they basically made a direct payment method uh, in the Fortnite app itself. Now That led to a whole bunch of controversy and it resulted in a developer-led lawsuit against Apple. So what's been Apple's defense in all this? So the Apple's, Apple's argument has been if they open this up in the way that, that um, developers want, it will also open up customers to scams and theft. So they have been contesting the lawsuit for months um, on that basis. And the, the, but that's the, they have other arguments. That's kind of the strongest argument from them. But a settlement was reached last week when Apple announced it was making changes to its Apple Store policy. Oh, so what did they change? 
Well, there's several things, but the most important uh, right now is that Apple will now allow developers to email their customers on the Apple Store and tell them about alternative payment systems. So, for example, if I signed up to a, 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 a subscription to John's AutoTune app, for example, for $14 a month in the Apple Store, you're now able to send me an email saying, hey, if you sign up at uh, johnsautotuneforlife.org.net, you can get the same app for $11 a month, uh, for example. Ah, I see. So does this mean I'm going to start getting emails from the developers of Angry Birds? <laughs> no, no they're, they're Swedish. They're really chill. You'll be fine. <laughs> okay, sweet. So how does South Korea come into all of this? Well, so legislators in the country have been looking at amending the Telecommunications Act which would ban app store operators from, quote, unfairly using their market position to force a certain manner of payment on businesses, end quote. Now, if it becomes law, anyone in breach of the rules could be pinged up to 3% of their annual sales, uh, as well as a couple of other penalties. So this is coming around the same time. It should be noted that uh, there's been calls in Australia for reform around digital payments, particularly Apple Pay and Apple um, and Google Pay, sorry. So what's at stake here? Well, in South Korea, both Google and Apple make billions of dollars every year from their app stores alone. That's just their app stores. So, like, you know, uh, Google made, like, just over $5 billion American dollars and uh, Apple made $2 billion in uh, 2019, for example. And what happens in South Korea could influence other countries, uh, Europe and the UK, as well as Australia, as we just talked about, or all looking at the app store ecosystem. Okay, so when is the South Korean National Assembly supposed to vote on this? I'm so impressed that you knew uh, about the South Korean uh, legislature there. Well, uh, <laughs> they were supposed to vote on it yesterday, but for some unknown reason it wasn't on the voting schedule and there's no word yet of when the next vote will take place. But when it does happen and the bill is expected to pass when, that does ha- when it happens, when it gets voted on, South Korea will be the first country to impose such restrictions on those big global tech companies. And you know what that was? Recap for the 31st of August. Thank you so much for listening. If you're enjoying what you're hearing, please give us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. Please do. Hey, thank you so much, uh, John. I really appreciate your time, mate. Thanks heaps, Jose. It was great to be on Recap. I love it. Loved having you. You can you can just uh, relax now and dream about KFC. I think I might watch some um, WWE highlights. That's a good idea, actually. I might do some. Uh, yeah, go watch some Summer Slams or something. Summer Slam. Slam. Uh, <laughs> I'm tempted to do like the sign off in that voice, but I won't. Recap. We'll be back tomorrow. Kakita Ano. See ya. <laughs>